Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wentland. This is episode 26, The Manual, When Yours Doesn't Work. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. So let's talk a little bit about manuals today. Super helpful, right? Because they assist us in understanding processes or practices and, for example, putting together furniture that comes in a box with 3,452 pieces. Yes, they help us knowing what to do in what order. They also ensure quality results. They give us knowledge, understanding, and a sense of order. That is, until they don't. And that's when we're talking about human behavior. Oh my goodness, then they can really suck. Because human beings do what they want and don't do what they don't want. And that is okay, except when it isn't to us. And this is the complexity of relationships and leadership. I have been privileged to study human behavior for nearly 40 years, and I know this to be true. People do what they're motivated to do and not what we want them to do. Our job, of course, as leaders is to create a motivating environment so people can achieve their goals and expectations, that they're understood and aligned and achieved. But here's where manuals cause us angst and problems, because there's a difference between your goals and expectations, what you need people to do to perform at work, and the general manual we all have on how human beings and our employees, peers, and bosses should behave. So let's talk about a few examples. Here are some. Number one, my peer is leading a project team meeting. Oh my God, he's so scattered. The meetings are all over the board because of course there's no clear agenda. And sometimes, aka very often, the meetings run late. I dread these meetings. I am in a chronic state of annoyance. This is all meeting management 101. What the heck? Situation number two, my boss delegates to me. And I mean all the time. I think, what about the other people on the team? What are they doing? Why do the toughest assignments always come to me? Not that I don't like challenges because I absolutely do, but there's something unfair about what's happening in this team. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And I frankly think others are being rewarded for their non-performance. Situation number three, one of my employees has a lot of quirks. I'm telling you, she is quirky. 
<laughs> you could look her up in Wikipedia and you'd see her picture. But she excels at her goals and drives the other people on the team crazy. They don't want to include her in social interactions. And well, I don't think she cares. She doesn't really connect or bond with the team. And everybody is okay with that, except for me. In each of these examples and situations, there is a common theme. Do you notice it? Because my peers should be running meetings effectively with a clear agenda, focus, and I think they should begin and end on time. It should be a valuable experience for everybody, and we should meet our goals. My boss should be developing the whole team or deal with the non-performing members of the team. He should be distributing work equally and fairly, and everybody should be performing at a high level. My employees, oh my goodness, they should be operating as a team. There should be all that synergy and cohesion that we hear about with great teams. They should be helping each other, and they should be exhibiting friendly relationships across the board, not in clicks. So what do you notice about these situations? Ah, that dreaded word. Yes, it's should. How we should be running meetings, or we should be managing our employees, or we should be working together as a team. Shoulds are judgments, a belief that others should be acting in a certain way or doing things in a particular manner, operating the way we would. These are our shoulds. Ah, so this is the manual. Aninian had an insightful quote about how we navigate through life, and she said, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. And we expect people to behave like we do. That's on page 51, paragraph three in my manual. (laughs) So I know it to be true, (laughs) which of course causes a stress and annoyance and frustration because of course people can do what they want, how they want with careless disregard to our manuals. And how irritating is that, my friends? This is not to say that we can't provide our own point of view. Of course we can. We can give that peer feedback on running meetings more effectively, or we can opt out of the meeting. We can have a difficult but honest conversation with our boss. We can share our perspectives and that we have building resentment, or we can find another job. We can set new expectations for our team to interact more cohesively and to encourage a foundation of respect, and we can hold them accountable to that. But in each of these cases, we cannot change the individual's behavior just by wanting them to change. It's their choice to make, their life to live just as we have our own choices to make when things don't change or people don't change their behaviors, which is much clearer, of course, when it comes to employees. Because in that case, we can certainly identify goals and expectations which need to be met, and we have the right and responsibility to ask others for what we need to achieve the goals and results. And if they don't achieve them, of course, there are consequences and ramifications. It's still their choice, and it's still their decision. What causes us pain is when we think they should choose the right answer. And I put that in air quotes because that is our answer rather than their answer, which may have an unpleasant consequence to them and also to us because we want them to simply follow the manual. You know the one, the one written for good employees. But our peers, our boss, our family, our friends, ugh, not so much. They get to choose. And we can choose to remain chronically irritated and annoyed by those choices, 
or we can learn to accept them. And that means accepting others for who they are, not who we want them to be. Yes, that is the final chapter of the manual. How to live with others by accepting that they control their choices, their behaviors, their decisions, and their lives. They have a manual which may be wildly different from ours, and that is okay. Accept those times when we tell ourselves it isn't. So my tip for the week, open up your manual, see what's in there. See what standards you're holding people to that are your shoulds and not aligned with their behaviors and decisions and actions. See what you can let go of. Let go of your annoyance. Let go of your frustration. Let go of trying to control other people. You can influence the results, but you cannot control other people with your manual because that's when a manual doesn't work. As always, thank you for listening. And if you like this episode, I bet you're going to like our next episode because we're going to talk about when people resist change. Did you know they do? I'm going to tell you what to do about it. 